What happens if you open a soda in space? How many batteries can you eat before you die? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this There's Paranormal Life! Pew, 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 pew. Hello everyone, welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and this guy Kit Greer Howdy. investigate. You will speak when spoken to, motherfucker. I wasn't done with the intro. Coming a little hot Sorry. there, Chief. Is everything alright? Sorry. That's just usually... I feel like the intro to a podcast is a sign of how smoothly things are going to run. So it perfectly it's an, recited. It's an so if it was perfectly done, it would be a perfect podcast. <laughs> so I don't so, get to talk now. I, I just let me go. <clears throat> Obviously, cut that take. Don't don't include that take. Uh, it's fine. This That's fact, the thing. We edit you the show. Son of a bitch! I was just saying we edit the show, so My it's all God. good. We can make as many mistakes as we like. Well, I keep it loosey. No, 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 no. We this needs to be straight. It needs, it needs to, to be, be a strict loose. one. This one. <clears throat> going from the top again uh we still rolling yeah we are we're still rolling, rolling? Yeah, okay yeah. but right, it's a comedy show man so like it's all good you you just it. take it easy all right well, i'm geared up to go going again in <clears throat> three two one welcome hello, hey, hello. Oh, yeah. listen i was just saying hey there's a there, you've said quite enough you've said quite enough i'm hosting this week's episode and it's actually quite a serious one so i insist that i that i demand your respect what you turn on my mic this is bullshit, man. Exactly. And it's going to remain it's off. podcast too, man. No, it's going to remain off until I get through the intros. My name is Roy Powers. This guy's Kit Greer. Say hi, Kit. Hey, hey, can, can anyone still hear me? Uh, we might have this to put we might have to put him in from another episode. That's fine. We're going to keep going. Welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and this guy investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is paranormal. We have decades, nay years, nay days of paranormal experience behind us and uh, we're ready to put it to the test today as we investigate. I'm not going to dance around it. This is possibly one of the scariest cases that I have ever investigated. Holy shit. Yeah. In over 190 investigations. In, yeah, that's right. I don't know how to respond to that. Why are you getting involved? Sorry, we got to go from the top here. Series <laughs> chipping in. Three, two, one. Welcome to this Paranormal Life podcast. The comedy Paranormal Punk. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the podcast. You know what it is. <laughs> it's scary. We don't attract new listeners. Look, we don't like to dilly-dally, usually, too much at the start of the podcast. Let's just get into today's case. Let's go. Today's case was an email submission by a listener called Roland Montgomery. Roland did something that I have really haven't seen done a lot before. He sent me an email for a case to investigate, but pretty much investigated the entire thing himself. Oh, wow. Which was pretty... I felt like doing like a peer review, you know, like get, getting <laughs> yeah, like a lecturer yeah, yeah. to take a look at your dissertation. Except instead of, you know, doing that review and giving your, your critique back to him, what he could have done better next time, what was fantastic. You stole it. Yeah, I completely ganked it. I basically printed out his email. And, and just crossed out his name yeah. and put yours in. Okay. Rory Montgomery <laughs> wrote me himself a great email. The email said, hey, paranormal pals. I haven't been a listener for long, but I blazed through each of your episodes in about three months or so. I don't have the episodes in front of me as I type this, but I don't recall a ton of them featuring South American legends. So digging through the stories I remember being told, and those I remember reading, I found one that y'all might be interested in. This is a collection of notes I have on the Venezuelan legend of El Silbon, also known as the Whistler. 
The first story that Roland listed in the email is from Reddit. Under the thread, what is the creepiest thing that has ever actually happened to you? The following story was written by user bingbong1234. Perfect. Chilling. Bingbong wrote, I've been waiting a long time to tell Reddit the full story of The Whistler. This story requires many details, but it is unexplainable, creepy, and 100% true. <laughs> I cannot begin to explain, and yet I must list detail after detail that you will not believe. When I was about eight years old, I was taking my dog for a walk through the neighborhood with my mom. It was maybe 11 p.m. We live next to a swamp slash wooded area on the edge of our neighborhood in Michigan. I remember it being very silent and slightly windy. From down in the swamp, we heard somebody whistling at us. It sounded like sort of a bird, but each whistle was different enough where the lack of consistency made it sound human-like. The whistle sounded higher than lower. I can't really describe it. My mom had a concerned, slightly terrified look on her face and grabbed my hand and said we should go inside quickly. I didn't understand because I was too young, but seeing my mom freak out made me freak out too. After a while, though, I kind of forgot about it. Two years later, I was taking my dog out again, late at night. There's a large bush in front that could easily obscure a person behind it, just next to the front door. As I was finishing the walk, the whistling noise started again. The same pitches, the same inconsistent human-like tones. As soon as I heard it, a chill went down my spine. I remember exactly the feeling of seeing my mom terrified, looking down into the swamp at something I couldn't see. Maybe she couldn't either. I ran inside as fast as I possibly could. The years went by once again, and I thought about it less and less. I told only a handful of people, and eventually, it slipped from my mind. And they're not going to be very supportive, they're not going to understand. You heard a whistle? Hell, I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's kind of a difficult situation to be in. Yeah, you might, you you might want to be there. <laughs> like, really? You, did you need to piss yourself? You might want to spice that one up with throw a weapon in there. Yeah. Or a growl or a rumble or something. The whistle by itself isn't very intimidating. Yeah. I mean, this is usually how paranormal legends start. It starts with the whistle and you throw in yeah. some glowing red eyes in the woods. Whereas this could just be like, you know, I was walking by a uh, construction site late at night and I heard a... Hey, beautiful! Hey, you sexy little piece of piece of piece of beautiful ass! I, you know? I felt slightly terrified and concerned. Fast forward to last summer. I'm 24. Started dating my girl, Sarah. We moved out to South Dakota for work. For Independence Day, we decided to go and watch the fireworks along the banks of the Missouri River. There was a free camping spot behind a hospital where you could pitch your tent, hang out, and see the fireworks up the river. We were near the end of the campground, and there were very few people around us. As it was getting dark, the fireworks began. They were pretty far away, so the illumination that they brought was very little. Thus, we had to sit right at the edge of the river to be able to see them. A huge thunderhead was moving in, and a storm was imminent, so the air seemed electric, and the wind was picking up. The atmosphere was eerie, to say the least. Firework thunderstorm, that is explosive. That's a deadly combo. The police boats herded all the other boats off of the river and had left our area to do that elsewhere. Most of the other campers walked up the river to have a better view of the fireworks. 
But Sarah and I stayed back, and we're drinking our PBR tall boys and kicking it. Heyo! Very romantic, my friend. Nicely done. Suddenly, we heard the sound of a paddle methodically dipping into the water. We saw a figure steering a canoe about 20 meters offshore. Sarah decided to go get more beers from the car. I'm going to get more beers from the car! Leaving me alone to stare at this mystery person. And then... My entire body was frozen and covered in goosebumps. It was the exact same whistler from my childhood, more than a decade earlier. I looked at the figure, but it was too dark to see who it could be. When they were perpendicular to the shore from me, they stopped paddling and turned the canoe directly to face me and whistled right at me. Whoa, so this is the exact same high, then low, then high, then low. Weird, creepy, methodical inconsistent whistling he'd heard from his childhood. <laughs> Again, this, this not guy, scary this, on paper. This guy in the boat is just whistling Gangnam style. <laughs> it's kind of difficult because it's like, this is this is a scary story, but again, it's still just whistling. Yeah. So it's, it's you're, you're not really ramping the tension up. And you're going to have a hard time explaining that one to Sarah. Yeah. Surely. Hey, I got a couple more of the tall boy. Where the f*** were you, Sarah? <laughs> He's sweating. <laughs> He's been telling her about the Whistler for years. Coincidentally, he only shows up when she's gone. (laughs) When she goes for snacks, she just comes back from the refrigerator with like, you know, a nice slice of cake. Comes back into the living room. He's sweating. He's clammed up into a ball. Was it the Whistler? Yes, it was. Okay, great. Did I just miss him? Of course. Yeah, the Whistler mostly comes when I'm at the office from hours 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., uh, also, the whistler arrives when I go to the bathroom on my own. Uh, also, when I go to doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, things like that. Sarah phones him up and he's like, "It's like, hey, I need you to, um, I need you to actually pick up the kids after work today. My schedule's uh, pretty slammed." And he's just like, "Oh yeah, sure, baby. I think I, oh, oh, I'm gonna. Have... I don't know if I can do it actually. Oh, I think he's. Really? Oh, I, yeah, I can. Definitely... I, can f- I can hear the wind on the receiver." Close. Do you remember the story I told you, Sarah? We've been through it. We went to couples therapy you. about this, in fact, and 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 they said you got to oh stop God. using the whistler. You're as, gonna have to as a crutch. You might actually have to, to make dinner tonight as well, Sarah, really? because he seems pissed. Because the whistler's hungry. Is he coming to dinner? He wants chicken. He says, I think fried KFC. He said, don't be skimpy either. Go full out. Okay. He said. That's great. Uh, he wants to. He wants to go for a beer as well. So I'm gonna be actually be back late. I thought you were scared of the whistler. I'm scared of what he'll do, Sarah, if I don't go with him. <laughs> to the bar. And I might not be back tonight for the KFC, so just put it in, put the bucket in the fridge and maybe I'll see you in a couple days. A couple days? <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you over the whistles. What the f*** are you guys going to talk about at the bar? He, he can only whistle. <laughs> just like, obviously off, Mike. Yeah, she bought it. She's a dumbass. Every time it's great. I can hear this. You oh, haven't put it on the phone. Sarah. This is like three guys chuckling in the background. (laughs) The story continues. I'm a videographer, so I already have my camera by my side and was taking a video of the fireworks. As the canoe was almost out of sight, I grabbed my camera and got a shot of them whistling as they went away. Hmm. When Sarah came back from getting beers, she was very confused as to why I was so freaked out. When I explained, she was freaked out a bit too. I was convinced we would both be murdered that night. How did this whistling person follow me after 14 years, 
To this day, I am more afraid of being outside and in the dark where I might hear that whistle again. Thoughts on the story, Kit? Immediate thoughts? Uh, incredibly creepy. This is very true to real life. Very often we'll have paranormal cases where from the first three sentences, we're into the world of the wacky and mysterious and yeah. frankly hard to believe. Whereas this is terrifying just because you could imagine being this guy and how disconcerting that would be. Years apart, just when you think you're safe. Something so small, like a whistle. You know, and you're having the time of your life. You're drinking, looking yeah. at fireworks. You're with your sweetheart. And uh, she leaves for five minutes. And he's like, do 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 Paddling up the river. <laughs> Remember me. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, this is the scene right at the end of the uh, the horror movie where the title card comes up, you know, 15 years later, Perfect. the last five minutes of the movie. And it's like, oh, remember all that crazy shit that happened when we were kids? Yeah, that's nuts. Anyway, I'm going to go get a beer. I'll see you in a little second. He's back. He's right here. He yeah. was just waiting. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty scary. What do you think? I think it's terrifying to have something like this chase you your whole life. Yes. My entire life, you know, I've been called like uh, a disappointment. Right. Um, from my parents and things like that. Deadbeat for me, yeah. And that's that's chased me my whole life. It's definitely a creepy story. But one of the annoying things with stories like this is that, you know, when you find a story like this online, the problem is that it's the internet. It can be convincing, but there's really no evidence that we have to prove that a story like this ever took place. We don't know that this isn't some kind of Russian conservative propaganda bot that's malfunctioning and is writing creepy pastas on Reddit. It's true. There's no face to this name. I mean, it doesn't help if you rock up with a name like Bingo, Bing Bong. Bongo, whatever. <laughs> but as Bing Bong said in the story, he was a videographer. Before the whistling became too much. And he had planned to attend the fireworks that night to capture the spectacle on camera. No, yeah, I forgot about this bit. Kit. I have a video taken from this exact night that when I watched, literally when I watched this in my house, I got chills. Wow, okay. Because it's crazy, you know, we can tell these fantastical, crazy stories and, you know, we use sound effects and storytelling to paint you a picture of what this night looked like. I have it. I have the actual video yeah. from the night. Normally we need to paint the picture because the picture didn't happen. <laughs> so, there's nothing to say that it ever happened. The, the, this freaked this freaked the f out of me. I'm not even joking around. Here. <laughs> this is the most animated I've seen you about a piece of video evidence. Well, because when I was reading it, I obviously from the get go assumed this never happened. Yeah, yeah. This is you know red flags for creepypasta territory. Definitely. So seeing this video was like was like watching the Harry Potter movie after reading Harry Potter. <laughs> you already had you already painted in your head what okay. this looked like. Yeah. And now you're like, oh my god, it, it's been brought They've to life. Brought it to life. I mean, you can see the fireworks. This isn't a faked video. This is the same. This is the very night. Beautiful dusky twilight fireworks in the distance, but we're hearing a whistling in the distance for sure. And there's thunder. And the thunder. He wasn't lying about any of this. Are you whistling? Is that you? Stop it. <laughs> this would make it, at the very least, difficult to enjoy the fireworks. <laughs> it's getting closer, for sure. 
I just got chills again. And he's he's zooming in into the river, and there is a canoe or some kind of boat paddling along. And that must be where that whistling is coming from. <laughs> I mean, is that not terrifying? As soon as uh, you guys have finished listening to this episode, I uh, maybe we'll tweet this link or post it on Patreon or something, but uh, it's definitely worth, worth watching the video. We can stick it in the description of this podcast. Yeah, that's a smart idea that I'll probably forget to do. Uh, I'll try <laughs> my best. completely blank. <laughs> Subscribe to Patreon. I mean, wow. wow. Roland goes on to say in his email... As others in the Reddit thread quickly put together, this sounded a lot like the Venezuelan legend of El Silbon, also known as the Whistler. Oh. Now, there's a few different origin stories uh, for El Silbon, but I found kind of the most popular one that includes most of the threads of the story, so I figured we'd read that one today. Please, love to hear it. The legend goes according to Wikipedia, that the Whistleman was once merely a spoilt little boy whose every wish was catered to by his parents. One afternoon, he demanded that his father hunt for a deer, his favorite meat. But when his father returned empty-handed, his son was furious. In a fit of hungry rage, he killed his father and cut out his heart and liver. What? I thought this was just a spoiled kid. Well, he's, he's a very demon. Spoiled. That's extremely spoiled. His soul <laughs> and mind are spoiled. A bit, bit of an exaggeration, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he's, there's, he's oh, a there's, other, there's other meats, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, you're not getting the deer meat now, are you? Putting the organs in a bag, he then offered them up to his mother, claiming they were the fresh meats to be cooked for dinner. Jesus. But when the meat proved too tough to cook, the mother realized what horrible deed her son had committed. She cursed her son for all eternity! But that wasn't all. The boy's grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside where he was lashed until his back was destroyed. See, that's a better punishment than, what do you say, cursed, cursed for eternity? Cursed for all eternity. Because that yeah. sounds cool, but there's no real comeuppance, is there? Yeah, just for be For murdering like, your dad? Susan, the cursing is great, don't get me wrong. Just in case the curse doesn't come to fruition, <laughs> I'm going to whip the shit out of him. Because he does need some sort of punishment right here and right now. Absolutely. We need the cherry on top. He's already about roaming the streets, I think, stabbing more people. And sure, the curse is for all eternity. But until uh, the wrath of that really kicks in, I don't think he's going to learn his lesson. It's Hence like, the whipping. It's like when something, uh, a natural disaster or something happens. It's like everyone sending thoughts and prayers is great. Keep the thoughts and prayers coming. We awesome. are going to send NGOs Don't with aid it. and food. And, Don't really? eat it. Yep. Because of the, the thoughts, thoughts and prayers, prayers, buddy. And they'll carry, carry me just through Just in case. Air. Just as a little add-on. Just like sprinkle it on top, you know? No, nah, dude. Don't could, eat it couldn't any of that. hurt, could it? Don't, it, could, it couldn't hurt, but it also could do nothing. Because I got my thoughts right. and I got my prayers. Could you also, though, send like a priest? Why? Send a priest? One of the reasons the events transpired, we were cursed for eternity. I see. We were cursed for eternity. And that actually didn't take eternity to kick in. It was a real, it was a day one patch that really fucking kicked my ass. So, uh, okay. So you, but you're adamant. You don't need the actual I don't help. need, no, I need a wizard or a priest or something like that. Okay, to get rid they're of not the, the curse. same thing. No. Right. <laughs> So you believe in prayers, but you think a priest is a wizard? Whatever they're whatever they're gonna do, better be pretty f- magic. So 
I'm hoping it's a wizard. Whoever could wave sure. a magic wand and solve my problems is who I want to talk to. Yeah, it's good to have some physical punishment. Yeah. As we said, just in case the, the curse has a little delay on rolling out. Yeah. So the grandfather whipped him. His wounds were then cleaned with alcohol and he was released. Only to have two rabid dogs set upon him. <laughs> because they like the booze. Which, I mean, fair. He's done a horrible thing. Uh-huh. Little weird to <laughs> tie him up, whip him, curse him for eternity, curse him for eternity, but then clean him up. Right, well, we're not him, animals. Set him free, and then release the dogs <laughs> to chase him down and rip him apart again. It's kind of like a weird. You're getting too much enjoyment out of that. I yeah, think. I think the logic there was something like we're we're not letting you die that easy. Right, you got to suffer some more. When I was reading this, I was expecting the next step to be like, whoa, 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 take the dogs off him. Clean the wounds. Set him free. Let the cats go. <laughs> Get the cats on him. Scratch Sprinkle, him. rub catnip into the wounds. <laughs> Before freeing him from the dogs, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father in a bag for all eternity. Wow. Nice little touch there. Again, not sure what the rules are with con- condemnation. Is it like curses? Yeah. It's- yeah. It's just if you believe in it or not. Very true, this, like Santa. This grandfather was... Um, I'd like to know what he did for a living. He's a pretty cruel <laughs> bastard. You've eaten... You've possibly cooked and eaten his son. Yeah. Um, and that's crossing a line. So I'd like to think that the the whipping is fair game. The dogs are fair game. Yeah, do you know what? Release the badgers. <laughs> Another level. Uh, would you like to see a picture of the Whistler? I would love to see that. Now, this, this is, is a- El Silbon. El Silbon, same person. Great. Same person. Uh, this is more a representation of what he uh, looks like in the modern day stories, in his current 21st century ghastly form. Okay. <laughs> he looks like if Shaggy from Scooby-Doo got <laughs> bitten by a zombie. He does. He really does. <laughs> He's got the red flares and the green top. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the dog that was set upon him, it was Scoob. <laughs> I didn't mention that in the story. Doomed to solve other (laughs) mysterious cases around the world. Like Zoinks, Mom. Dad didn't come back with the deer meat. (laughs) Roto. Ranks, Relshilbon. Yeah, El Silbon is often seen with a number of other teenagers in the mystery van, <laughs> driving to abandoned theme parks and such. This really puts a new spin on the mystery machine and the and the gang of teenagers. Yeah, the original story was like, I used to see this f***ing hippie freak when I was a child on the TV. Then I saw this hippie freak later in a feature film. <laughs> All right, so you've other, had your fun. Such you've other had... demons as El Daphne and <laughs> El Fred. So, I mean, I don't need to take away too much here from, from El Silbon. He's very creepy. Would not want to come across him day or night, alley or not. Yeah. He's got long, creepy hair and creepy, soulless eyes and a big, creepy, tattered hat. And more importantly, I should say, a bag of human limbs and bones on his back. Yeah, fair play to him for really sticking with the curse there. I mean, to this day, he still um, continues to carry the bag of bones. But how does this ancient story of a spoilt little boy carry forward to today's world? Well, the legend states that El Silbon wanders the earth as a lost soul, 
carrying the bag filled with his father's bones and whistling his signature tune. Through, I I guess, the stories and the recordings and everything, people have actually managed to come to a universal agreement on what the whistle is. Ooh. It can vary, because this is actually not the one heard in the example video I played earlier. Okay. But uh, it usually follows the pattern C-D-E-F-G-A-B. Okay, so it goes like alphabetical order. It's like a, it almost sounds like a scale. Yeah. I actually, I have a recording of what people believe the whistle sounds like. That's weird. Which I can play for us right now. Let's go. For those listening to the podcast, do not be afraid. We are about to play the sound of the whistler. He has not come for your soul. He's not coming for your soul. Yet. Do not Pause the pod, freak out, and start burning your belongings and praying to the whistler. Yeah. Because you might jump the gun on that one. That day might come for you one one day, but but, uh, hold off. I also listened to this video very late at night in my room, uh, and this scared the shit out of me too, so be warned. That's really awful. Whenever you mention the notes, it made it sound like a lot more toneful uh, than it actually is. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more like abstract than I thought. Just kind of a it really horrible of, ascending. It's like the, the each separate note is there, but uh, it's just ascending, like you say, getting higher and higher and higher until it disappears altogether. Almost a little faster as well. Like, yeah. Bum, 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 and holding on that B, 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 B. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, you can see why people don't want to hear this throughout their lives. Totally. Now, even though we did give a rough description uh, as to what he looks like when he appears to people in the 21st century, the Whistler is also known to take on multiple forms. Not just a man, but sometimes merely a shadow of a spindly thin man in the darkness. Okay, kind of slender man type situation. Others describe him as a giant towering along the treetops, limbs like twisted branches. Wow. Very scary shit here, folks. I mean, the whistling aside, seeing like a f***ing tree beard, like old man crawling through the the horizons. It is fascinating, isn't it? That like, it's crazy enough for one person to dream this up and put it in a movie or a book. But for this to be a phenomenon that multiple people have seen. Yeah. That's terrifying. I really, as I said, this is one of the cases I've researched that genuinely freaked me out multiple times. So what does he want? Nice meat? Redemption? Just to f*** with people? Whistle? Just to whistle? (laughs) Most of the modern day stories of the Whistler have a lot of common themes. He usually appears on hot summer days to often inflict his wrath upon drunks and womanizers. Okay, I can appreciate that. Which we've kind of seen before. You know, there's a lot of cryptids who, like, you know, as far back as the axe-wielding goat man, they just don't like teenagers (laughs) hooking up and boozing on their farms yeah sometimes these cryptids have despite being non-human horrible paranormal beasts they also seem to have a moral compass for some reason very strange uh i mean this guy killed his own dad um (laughs) because simply (laughs) for failing to get him a nice dinner yeah um So it seems odd that he would pick on seemingly innocent people. Well, not quite innocent people, but that he would try and exact his own vigilante justice. I guess maybe it's, you could almost see it like, oh, uh, don't be uh, be like me, little boys and girls. 
Yeah. Don't be like El Silbon, the sinner man. I killed my fault. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Learn from them. <laughs> He's out of breath. <laughs> Learn from them. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I really have to appreciate his approach to getting away with this as well, which is normally in cartoons and, and something I like to do if I'm about to commit a crime is start whistling to really drive home that innocence yeah you know yeah. you could be walking down the street with a you've just robbed a bank you got a big sack with a dollar sign on on it and you're walking down the street and you just have to go like as you're strutting and everyone's yeah. like that guy doesn't have a care in the world yeah sir did you see which way the criminals went and maybe you've done, you've done that thing where you like you hold up a newspaper to hide your face, and when you put it down, you've got a mustache on. Little yeah. things like that. that was oh, once well, there are criminals in the area. Yeah, nice. I wouldn't know anything about that. I guess they went that way. Yeah, I like that. That's a pretty good idea. So maybe that's what he's <laughs> he's doing. He's trying to blend in. Did not work for the uh, arson charge in 2006, unfortunately. Right. No, no. I did go down for that. I did serve time. And... Um, well, I'm not sorry. Uh, we are recording from an undisclosed location because I broke out around 2011. Been yeah. on the run ever since. And um, You said that in the courtroom. I'm not sorry. I will break out. No one believed you. Yeah. It was pretty pretty weird. Well, they put me in a prison made of wood. So it's kind of... <laughs> oh, that's an oversight. It's, them, it's definitely it? an oversight. You know. I don't, I don't think that exists. A prison made of wood? Well, it's... Listen. That's where they put just you and Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, we go way back. It was, they decided that we were such a danger to society that the only way of keeping their community safe was by putting us in a boat. <laughs> it's kind of a Viking burial type situation. Putting us right. both in a boat, just kicking it out to sea. No motor, no sails, no rations. Uh, and <laughs> basically just figuring um, they'll never get out of there. Hopefully, like Osama bin Laden and Megatron just sink right. to the bottom of the, the Mariana Trench. But I did burn down the boat, and I was able to paddleboard Magneto's body. Unfortunately, we ended up in Alcatraz. <laughs> so we, we, the first land we got to was another prison. Um, so the most high-security prison in the world. A little more time there. I had to put in a little more time there. But, they probably uh, should have put you there first. Yeah. That would have been smarter than this elaborate Well, they scheme, thought, I was, they thought I was going to die. So fair play. I would love it if they, they were like, we have to make sure he never burns anyone again. Put him in this wooden boat. We'll push him off to sea. And they just launch you uh, off the coast and watch as this boat gently curls round the horizon straight into a forest. And the forest <laughs> just goes up in flames. Ah, shit. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Some people claim that his famous whistle foretells death or misfortune. In more complex versions of the legends, people claim that the Whistler will break into your house, drop his bag of bones, and begin counting them. So this, so this is the opposite of Santa Claus. So kids, <laughs> around December 25th, if you see a, a guy in some uh, tattered robes coming yeah. down your chimney with a sack over his shoulder... Don't get too excited. Have a feel of those presents. Yeah. Have a feel of those presents. Are they hard? Is he nice and plump and fat from eating mince pies and cookies? Or is he actually skin and bones? And is he whistling? <laughs> well, that's a tricky one because I think Santa also whistles. Right. Is he whistling like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Or is he coming down like... <laughs> with his spider legs, bones leaking out of his sack? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Apparently, if no one in the house hears the counting of the bones, then a member of the household will die in their sleep. F yeah, it's pretty extreme. Wow, it is interesting that he's an omen, you know, a little bit like the Banshee or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, the Banshee is very similar. Like, people traditionally in Ireland, if you hear a woman screaming at night in the middle of nowhere, that's a Banshee and someone's about to die. Yeah, which is... Really worrying, because more times or not, it was someone in genuine peril. And the person about to die was probably the, the woman screaming. screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can do. It's the Benji. Walk She's away, already boys. dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. Aye, that's what she would say. <laughs> I can still hear her now. I don't know why we went pirate there a little bit. <laughs> it's interchangeable, mm. my friend. By far the creepiest part of the Whistler's legend is that if his whistle sounds near... He's actually very far away. Whoa. But if it sounds far away, he's he's f***ing right by you. That's a little curveball. Isn't that really scary? You know, I could take or leave the other stuff. Breaking and entering, counting bones. Sure, that's a little creepy. But the thought of like hearing a really distant whistle. you can barely whistle, hear it, it's a f***ing over for you. He's basically smooching your shoulder. This is like scorpions. It's like if... You see a big scorpion, that's scary. 
but they're not dangerous apparently it's the little ones the little guy you're like ah he's cool i could smush him it's like he'll he'll kill you and, and your entire family yeah you gotta be careful with those ones and sometimes the big scorpions are just little ones really close up and the little ones are actually dragons on the horizon you gotta they don't they didn't teach me this in biology class but um like in between classes i would sometimes lock the doors and um like do my own presentations to the rest of the kids in school yeah so it was like well mr harrison was like he's like banging on the doors being like don't listen kids don't listen he's nuts and i'm like silence we're gonna sometimes you don't think he's a scorpion (laughs) in a human costume and yeah sure the kids didn't listen a lot of times they would beat me up and this was english lit class so it didn't even have any relevance you were still processing the morning's (laughs) biology class by the time it came around to pe and you were trying to act like a scorpion on the football field i got the projector fired up i'm trying to teach everyone about the nugget cells so (laughs) arrogant within five minutes of the class starting you're like oh mr harrison um I think I just heard a child in the corridor screaming for help. Not again, Rory. I really think you could just take a no, look. Absolutely not. All that's going to happen is you're going to lure me outside. Children, <laughs> push him outside the classroom and we'll lock the door. Everyone pushes me out. No, <laughs> you fools. You're under his spell. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, that's that's maybe the, the scariest thing I've ever read about a cryptid before. Um, we wouldn't be doing our job though. Uh, if we didn't tell you how to combat against the Whistler. It's nice. one thing to rile you guys up and get you afraid of him, but without the right education, similar to how to fend off scorpions, uh, you know, what, what's the point in this in this podcast? So here we are. Here is how to defend yourself against the Whistler. There are four different techniques. Number one, you can remind him of his past actions and curse upon him. Okay, okay. Yeah, Scold him, shame you know? him. Yeah. He's a child at heart. So if you hear that whistle coming around the corner, you know, do, 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 just be like, hey, should you really be doing this after all the shit you, you've done? Yeah. What's in that bag, buddy? That's what yeah, I thought. Jog exactly. On. Talk about a skeleton in your closet. Number two, you can crack a whip or imitate the sound of a cracking whip. Ooh. Oh, because he was flogged. He, I believe the right quote was, his back was destroyed. <laughs> So okay. I think that's a little more than whipped. Interesting. That's when the whip fuses with your skin. And this is this fucking... is good because whenever you said ways to defend ourselves, I thought it was going to be like Muay Thai. <laughs> right. Judo. Knife. But uh, <laughs> the first one was tell him off. Yeah, yeah. These are, sorry, these are uh, in theme with the paranormal. These aren't just a gun. Okay. Number 43, though, AR-15. Yeah. Well, So yeah. some of them are obviously more Might practical well ones. Safe. Uh, butterfly knife was four. Uh, number five was actually duct tape the butterfly knife to the top of your uh, AR-15 to create some sort of stabby gun. As personal experience, if I could just float my own idea. Sure. Pun intended. Uh, if you put him inside a boat and send him out to sea, right. do not let him anywhere near Magneto or any other criminals. But uh, put him in a boat out to sea and uh, no rations, no no or no motor no sail didn't quite work for you but hopefully he ends up yeah but i'm ingenious you know i'm really a master criminal arsonist so there's no way they're ever going to keep me pinned down like that i will say that's not on the list but we can add that one in as like a special on kits we'll make it we'll call it kits list it's kits list we'll keep uh, it separate than the other actual list right but more important though so so, you know we'll we could we could put a link to it maybe in the description of the episode make sure people can can download that see it yeah yeah get the information yeah maybe 
Um, so there's two there's two lists. I just want to make two. sure that right. the the my list doesn't because I actually have other good ideas too. So you maybe could after the podcast we can go canon, through some of these. Right. Like uh, like I was watching Looney Tunes the other day because my family said that that's the kind of mental age that I am. I should just be enjoying Looney Tunes. <laughs> and in the cartoon, they uh, they loaded one of the animals into a cannon, right. and it was actually pretty effective at keeping uh, keeping that animal away from the other animals. You don't so, want to just hit him with the cannon. To use the weapon what? as a weapon and hit him with it. But then he'd still be nearby, you know. Uh, I think you, you could get him really far away. In fact, in the cartoon, uh, they ended up All right. the, actually extremely far away. So I think I've entertained this list for, for long enough. There are probably people listening right now who are under threat. They're hearing the whistling. They're doing the fast forward 30 <laughs> seconds, fast forward 30 seconds. <laughs> and I'm There's like, another idea plan. number seven. <laughs> If we could just, if you have some dental floss lying around, honestly, I really think that might tie him up. I saw an episode of Tom and Jerry uh, that worked pretty well. Get a cat. Similar to actually get a cat. Number three, get a dog. The uh, or or imitate the the bark of a dog. I'm sorry, I just don't see how this is superior to any of the ideas I've come up with. He was not only ripped. Mm-hmm. But he was set upon by, by dogs. dogs, right? You are. So you're using bits of his past to sort of trigger his ancient PTSD mm-hmm. and and freak him out. You know, maybe if he hears a dog barking, it'll all start coming back, rem- reminding him of his past sins. This is interesting. Uh, you know, rarely do our cryptids and demons that we investigate have kind of weak spots like this, yeah. psychological hurdles. That is really strange. Yeah, we don't come across this a lot. It's it's not usually like the f-ing chupacabra has a gluten intolerance. If you just leave <laughs> bread around, he's toast. Bigfoot actually has a bum knee. If you, if you sweep it like the f-ing karate kid, if you sweep it from the right angle, you can take him down like a tree. He's had a repetitive strain injury for a number of years. Springheel Jack is a gambling addiction. <laughs> So, you know, if you just leave a smartphone with bat 212 or whatever, he's logged gone, in. He's out. He's out. He's, he's done. <laughs> Springheel Jack also has a big glass back. That's why he has to have those f-ing trampoline legs. Because <laughs> if he hit the ground with any sort of resistance, he would shatter like glass. Yeah. And he's just walking he's around like, man. ooh, ooh. He's been around for a long time. He has, yeah. Uh, number four. The final way to defend against the Whistler is to carry chili peppers with you. Ooh. This is a bit of a weird one. I believe it's because in one of the variations of the origin story, post-whipping but Mm pre-dogs, the grandfather put chilies in (laughs) it. His grandfather is a up son of a bitch that's what i'm saying it's a bit of hypocrisy going on here because you know i get that he was angry but i really think the most just thing to do would have been to just execute him then and there (laughs) but to whip him and place chili peppers in his wounds there's a point where the mother had it right and it's just curse him and exile him and be gone forget about it when you're doing more up shit than he did to get cursed you've crossed the line it's not just like a blank check where you're like, all right, I can finally do all this nasty shit. I can't cut off his dick and balls <laughs> and then f-ing feed the dick and balls to the dogs and then the dogs are going to kill him. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. But I believe that is uh, one of the ways you can fend him off. Obviously, if he sees or smells the chili peppers, he will be reminded of the time that he may or may have not had chilies 
<laughs> rubbed in his whip wounds. Wow. Um, yeah, so look, there you go, guys. Don't say that we don't just inform you, but we give you ways to combat the paranormal. Yeah, so, you know, cancel the Muay Thai class. Cancel the Judo class. You don't, you don't need, need it. it. You know, get rid of the taser. Get rid of the gun. Get rid of that little danger whistle. You don't need it. No. Carry around a necklace what? made of garlic, a bracelet made of chili. And walk down that dark alley late at night on your own. You're going to be fine. If a stranger comes and tries to attack you, as Kit said, simply load them into a cannon and launch them to the moon. Simple. Easy. All right, Kit, I appreciate you sticking with me. That was a bit of a uh, bit of a long story that we tackled today. But what are your thoughts? As a professional paranormal investigator, is there enough evidence on the table today to conclude this story? This is what we love to see is whenever uh, a, a modern anecdote from someone who has internet access and can write their own accounts, film them, bring that evidence to the table, whenever that perfectly marries up with an ancient legend of the paranormal in just a seemingly perfect way. Yeah. Um, I guess we got to think about what our question is today. Is it, did our, did this Reddit poster encounter El Silbon or is it just that, is El Silbon real? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I guess we talked a lot about El Silbon. We should probably do that. Let's do El Silbon. That's a Silbon. big question. Yeah, uh, the big question. There could be little conclusions along the way, but we need a big question about El Silbon, the hmm. whistler. I mean, one. Uh, so it seems like either way, the way that we prove the existence of El Silbon is through this video. This is probably the most evidence there's ever been for El Silbon, let's face probably it. Probably the most evidence we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, not saying a lot, but that's the crux of this. Is that video real? Now, there's possibilities either way. I think we were both pretty impressed by the video. Certainly, the circumstances surrounding it all seem to be pretty true. I mean, he described the weather perfectly, the fireworks, the Reddit poster seemed to be there with one other person in the video. Yeah, it's pretty nuts how perfectly the video... It's, it's not an easy situ situation to, like orchestrate if you were trying to create it yeah I mean, to have like the fireworks show exactly what he described you can see the thunder in the skies down by the river late at night someone on the lake in a canoe i will say part of the trickiness with examining the veracity of this is it has some similarities to other episodes at one point we investigated the giant atmospheric sky jellyfish and some of the evidence for that was videos of things in the clouds and there would be amazing kind of sounds coming from them people talked about sky trumpets the problem is these were a popular style of video because it's incredibly easy to layer sound over existing videos to make it seem like something new is happening of course that wasn't really there so that possibility exists here it's kind of easy to layer on a whistling sound effect of your choice onto any video and it'll make it seem like el silbon is there however at the same time, like you said, it matches up nicely with this guy in the canoe. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, as people who have worked in uh, audio before, as people who have worked in film before, this is pretty diegetic. It definitely does not sound like this was something that was layered on top of the video. It's, it's for sure, if it is fake, it's a sophisticated job. Yeah, very much so. He did say he worked in video production. Shit, he did, didn't he? He did. <laughs> El Spielbergo himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's the evidence that uh, if we go anywhere towards a yes today, 
that's going to be what sways it. I think the this, the origin story itself is a pretty far-fetched origin story. Mm-hmm. We've seen very similar stories in a lot of our previous episodes of ghosts that haunt places or demons that haunt places. It was this person who sinned in a past life and they were cursed or they cursed other people and now they wander the earth as a lost soul enacting their wrath. Um, nothing too original there. In fact, the whistling doesn't even come into the origin story at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. At no point does he whistle. The whistling's got nothing to do with his dad. Oh, the yeah. The f- bones make more sense. <laughs> you think you'd hear rattling. Yeah. Whereas he seems to have both hands free to paddle the <laughs> f- river. It's almost as if there's an origin story that needs to be placed onto this current uh, paranormal creature. That whistles and yeah. they've somehow like mashed these two together i um, get it so it's a similarity maybe in name alone yeah honestly yeah a really spooky story really spooky story i hope everyone enjoyed it hope you weren't too freaked out um hopefully what we're gonna say next will put your mind at ease <laughs> kit what do you think is this truly paranormal so difficult case to get to the bottom of some pretty fantastic evidence and a really fantastic story at the same time, I can't personally vouch that this is... And I feel like a hypocrite here because we always want that evidence. I know. But I don't know that the combination of what happened in that video and what's happened in the history of El Silbon is the same story and that it's all paranormal. And I think for me, it's got to be a no. Those pieces just don't quite fit together the way you want them to. Not quite. I will say having that incredible story from Bing Bong 1234... <laughs> Uh, accompanied by that video is probably the most convincing or some of the most convincing paranormal evidence that we've had on this podcast ever. I think if the conclusion as to whether or not something weird was going on in that video, Mm -hmm. I'd be much more inclined to head towards a yes. But as we said today, uh, looking back at the bigger picture, looking at Elsa Bond, the legend, the stories, whether or not that creature, that man exists in today's world, it's going to have to be a no for me as well. I know what you mean. That that's, uh, feels unsatisfying because we've got some good stuff here. These are almost two different stories. They are. One is this whistler who followed this person around on uh, by the river and all his life, to be fair. And the other is this old ancient piece of folklore. Um, unfortunately, we have grouped them together. There can only be <laughs> one answer, and that is a double no Ooh. this week. But thank you so much to Roland for emailing that in. I couldn't believe it. Him just being like, oh, I just got into the show, never emailed before. And he sends over this freaking six page digest all about the history of the Whistler. Incredible research. So shout out to Roland. Not to well done, park, my, friend. my friend. You get the honorary badge of temporary paranormal investigator. Now that is If you re- would just step this way, Roland, and we need to place you inside this cannon. We just got this in the commune. <laughs> and we want to test it out, my friend. So you have earned the privilege as Chief Guinea Pig. <laughs> Chief Guinea Pig. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for emailing that in. Uh, if you have your own stories you would like us to investigate, please email it in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com and we will take a look at your case. And as this episode is going out right now on the 29th, we would like to take this opportunity to say thank you. Roll the music. We'd like to say thank you for all the days where, where we thought that, that no one was listening. 
For all the midnight uploads, late on a Tuesday, early on a Wednesday. For all the comments, busting our balls. You f***ed up that investigation. Yeah. You got this date wrong. One star on iTunes, one star on iTunes. Stop podcasting. Not Please funny. stop podcasting. All of those mean comments, they made us who we are. And the love from all of you dedicated listeners majority of you as i said very angry but the 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 hardcore heart of this group again the heart is actually pretty black and cold but inside the heart but you know what they said the the, the opposite the opposite of hate is the opposite of love is indifference that i don't think that's what they say nobody said the haters love us on some level but we would like to thank you so much for all of the support. You know, every year uh, we get to look back at the podcast and all the episodes that we've covered and just um, just be in amazement at how much the show has grown, um, how much further that we've got in terms of equipment, in terms of episodes. And we're so excited for uh, everything that we're going to be working on in 2021. What a trip. We got some cool stuff actually in the works, which uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about soon. But... Um, it's all things I think people are really going to enjoy. Um, and yeah, we're just so grateful for, for all of you joining us on this weird journey um, as we, we explore the unexplored. If you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, the bonus episode for this month is going to be uh, a celebratory episode where we answer some of the community's biggest questions. Uh, you know, about our own paranormal stories, about our favorite paranormal stories, about whether or not one of us secretly works for the government. Mm -hmm. That was actually one of my questions. I'm actually pretty interested in that one. So we might lead with that one. Um, We could actually ask that now on the the end of this podcast. Uh, Kit, do you think either one of us works for the government? Wouldn't that be crazy if one of us did? (laughs) And one of them was hiding it for years. You're uh, you're really uh, yeah. mad dogging me here. I mean, what what are you trying to get at? Nothing, friend? man. Just wouldn't that be crazy? The betrayal, right? That someone would have had to commit. I guess it would, yeah. yeah but I mean, would, that's would, a long time, it? isn't it? To like go undercover and keep it completely on the DL, spending yeah. so much time. I've never met. Every week. I've never met your family. Now yeah. I think about it. Never met your your mom or your dad. Yeah, no, they're 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 a long way away. We always podcast at my my house. They as say well. they we live in Shanghai. To- we always, we never come, we never Sorry, did I say house. Shanghai? I'm in North Korea. They live in a place you can't go. Both pretty suspicious. Pyongyang, actually. They live in Pyongyang. They live in Pyongyang. Well, that checks out, folks. I'm sorry I ever doubted you, man. That's exactly yeah, no, what a paranormal I, I, investigator I would say. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be divulging all of our secrets, um, telling each other everything that we think about the government very openly. It's going to be a great uh, little bonus episode. So if you want to check that out, that's patreon.com, where um, that's only five bucks a month. <laughs> everything we think about the government. <laughs> we're going to be talking about our social security numbers, uh, <laughs> our uh, passports, where our registered uh, places of address are, and the exact time, date, and location in which we will enact plan do-over uh which is of course the the global commune plan to restart the world (laughs) we're going to hack the planet my friends (laughs) uh so as i said check that out it's going to be really fun and um yeah i don't know do you have anything to say just thank you i guess thank you everyone don't google me there's nothing to find there's nothing weird way to end the year yeah trying to end it on like a high no no, yeah like like of course like thanks for tuning in and stuff but like you know, just, I'm a very private person, you know. Look okay. at Rory, sure, you know, there's 
There's lots. There's, there's, sure. I don't. You know. I didn't, that's not a weird thing to do. Sure, you can Google me if you want, or yeah. Google Kit. Google no, no, one no, of us. No, don't Google <sighs> me. Don't, because I'll get in trouble. Not with my family, right. of course, because they're not around. But right with others. Totally fine. I don't know why we're ending on such a weird note. I feel like Kit's a little, little off. Yeah. Um, no. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. All right. He's wearing a three-piece suit. I should mention in the the inter- he has been for yeah. the last two years. Yeah. Well, I need, I need the earpiece in order to to monitor the Didn't recording. Didn't notice that. Didn't notice that up until now. What's that? What's that? I didn't say anything. It's under control. I needed to (laughs) monitor the podcast. It's under control, sir. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you for being weird. It's under control, dad. (laughs) Hope all is well in Pyongyang. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We will, of course, be back uh, in the first Tuesday of the new year. So we'll be back next year. Holy Ooh. moly. Until then, folks, always remember to live fast, investigate, and die young, baby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.